Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, let's dive into this uh, together. I've got always got a creative title for every teaching. We're calling this one "Stay Green." Say, "Stay Green." Stay okay, green. it's going to make sense in a moment. I don't. I don't know if you saw my intro. Uh, that I had uh, posted online, but uh, I thought it was appropriate because I said, you know what happens when life turns up the heat? It's been hot. It's been so hot. I mean, it's been fires hot all over Alberta. We pray for our friends uh, in Alberta with the fires and that are fighting the fires. But uh, although we're not seeing the smoke here right now, uh, it's been it's been hot for us too, has it not? And so what happens when life does turn up the heat? And, and I get a little cool saying that, that I thought of a while ago is, you know, that I turn my attention to, uh, I turn on the AC, my attention to Christ, right? So things get hot. And the reason I say that is maybe next time when you're in the vehicle and you're turning your AC on, you're going to think attention to Christ, attention to Christ, because that's where our focus should always be. It should always be on Christ. But I mentioned before, what if I could give you a guarantee today? What if I could guarantee you uh, that you could be fruitful no matter the heat, uh, no matter the season? And, and really what it comes down to is it's a matter of trust, not trusting in ourselves, not even trusting in others, but trusting in the Lord our God, right? And we know if we put our trust in the wrong things and the wrong places and even in the wrong people that we can wither. But if we trust in the Lord and his ways, we will be watered. And that's why we come together and we gather together is to be watered by his word. It's the truth that sets us free. Um, You know, it's what refreshes us and it's how we learn to stay green, So you'll have no need. The scripture says we're going to go in this. We're going to have no need. Say no need. No need to worry. No need to fear. And it will never fail to produce fruit. Again, if we do it God's way. Right? So today as men, I want to strengthen ourselves, strengthen this brotherhood, strengthen our family, strengthen our homes, and strengthen our businesses, and as well as strengthen our community by getting into the Word of God today. Is that cool? Okay, I want to give you, um, we're going to be reading in in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, and I want to give you a little snapshot, uh, uh, some context, right, to give you some clarity, clarity. And again, this is just a snapshot of Jeremiah, but I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know if you haven't even read the book of Jeremiah. Maybe you're hearing about him for the first time, but either way, let's all do a little refresher. How's that? Let's learn something. So one, Jeremiah was a prophet, and I've, I've left some spaces in your notes that you can write down a few things about who Jeremiah was and what the book's about, but then you can go to the next level. Now, what is a prophet? A prophet was someone that God would speak to that would speak to the people. Do we have prophets today? Yes, we do. Uh, There's prophets in this house. Uh, He was an Israelite priest who lived and worked in Jerusalem, and he was a messenger of God's justice and grace, okay? Justice and grace. He was called to be a prophet to Israel and to the nations, right? So even though we're going to be hearing the words that he had for Israel, it applies to us. It applies even now. It is relevant to the season that we're in, but also the season that God is calling us into. You're going to see. His words were um, to uproot, 
tear down, but also to, check this out, plant and build up. Perfect in our series, Bloom. Okay, also to plant and build up. Uh, He accuses Israel and he warns them of God's judgment, but he also gives them a message, a message of hope for the future. Okay, so he cautions, hey, this is the reality. Faith cannot fix what you're not willing to face, man. Um, If you continue down this unhealthy path, this is where you're going to end up. But here's the good news, okay? Here's the hope that we all have, and we'll get more into that as well. The, the section that we're going to be focusing on today is, is a section, chapters 1 to 24. It's a collection of Jeremiah's writings before the exile. Uh, you see, the core idea is that Israel had broken its covenant with God and violates all the arrangements that were written in the Torah, which was the first five books of the Bible. Uh, they adopted uh, the worship of the Canaanites. Uh, why was this bad? Because they weren't worshiping the Lord our God. Uh, they, they took on false idols, shrines, and Jeremiah calls this adultery and uses the language of prostitution and unfaithfulness to describe how Israel gave herself up to other gods, even their leaders, had become corrupt. You see, the emphasis emphasis is on this, that the orphans, the widows, and the immigrants are all being taken advantage of. And this goes against God's will and against God's plan. And this was a clear violation of God's way. Israel, Israel, Israelites were still coming to worship God. Can you believe this? They were actually showing up in their temple, yet after they would go out and worship these false gods, and they would practice the Canaanite worship outside the temple, right? So they were one thing at one moment and one time of the day, and then they were somebody else for the rest of the week. Not like that ever happens, right? Come on, say ah, say it with us. Not in this house. Come on, I love that. Uh, so they practice these rituals, and some of these awful worship rituals were even child sacrifice. And so, as a prophet, he was told to warn the people about what would happen if they continued to break the covenant with God through idolatry and injustice. He says that the empire of Babylon, the army from the north, would come and would come overtake Jerusalem, destroying Jerusalem, taking the people into exile, taking them captive. And unfortunately, if we read forward, this is what. Happen. This became the reality. And Jeremiah lives out this reality. He lives through all this time, even as a prophet, warning them, hey, if we continue down this path, this is what's going to happen. And then he's got to continue to lead the people, to give inspiration, to give God's word, to still point them to the direction of hope. And so that's a snapshot. Now let's dive in. I want to focus specifically on Jeremiah. Uh, chapter 17. We're going to read through all of chapter 17. I'll warn you, it starts off a little bit rough, but it gets better, okay? <laughs> it's like, I don't like first thing on Sunday morning in the week to, to kind of go to some of those things like, whoa, pastor, that was a heavy hitter. But, uh, but let me tell you, it's only going to get better. Someone say it's going to get better. Awesome. All right, let's, 
it, we're already diving into this. This is great. I hope you guys like have your notebooks out and take a notes. If you haven't uh, got the notes again, they're going to show up on the screen and uh, scan those men stay online here with us as we dive uh, more into this. I'd like to start with verses five and six. This is what the Lord says. It's not what the pastor says. It's not what your friend says, your coworker says. This is what the Lord says, okay? Cursed is the one who trusts in men, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person, say not I, <laughs> that person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. All right. Wow. The scripture says, cursed is the one who trusts in man and who draws strength from mere flesh. Where do you draw your strength from? Take some time to self-reflect a little bit right now. Where, and I don't, don't just give me the Bible answer. Be honest with yourself. We know where our strength comes from, our strength comes, but lately, honestly, be honest, just admit with yourself as between you and God, where have you been trying to draw, from what well have you been drawing your strength to get your way? Okay, what have you been drawing? What do you default to a lot of times to look for your strength when you know there's only one place it comes from? Okay. A lot of people look to draw their strength from the influence of others, but pay no attention to the intention or the direction of their source. I'll say that again, especially with social media right now. There's so much stuff being thrown at you guys right now. Influence in everyone. You know, they did a poll right now for this generation. What, what do you want to be when you grow up? The, the Most of them say, I want to be influencers. Influencers of what? Who's influencing you? And if, if all you're trying to do is just get people to follow you, like you, love, uh, like, uh, love you, whatever, that it is a false reality right now that's what's being projected out there. I don't know if you've noticed that. A false reality of friendship, right? Oh, you're my friend. No, I unfriend you. Doesn't work. It's not like that. That's a false reality of who God's created us to be and what our relationship, what our authenticity, what our godly relationship should look like. So that others look to draw their strength from the influence of others, but they again, they pay no attention to the direction, the source. The, the source of your influence needs to be connected to what we learned last week is called the true vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine. So again, there's other vines out there. There's even apps out there. There's, there's following. There's, you know, called the vine. But if you aren't attached to the true vine, he says, apart from me, what can we do? Nothing. 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 And that's John 15, verse 5. Otherwise, what happens? If we're not attached to the true vine, if we're not drawing from the true source, from the living water, then we'll end up withered will end up burnt and thrown away. And that's John 15, verse 6. So the question is, are we withered or are we watered? Are we withered? So say I am watered. Start with that. Okay, now say it like you believe it. I am watered. That's your first point. I am watered, not withered. 
Okay, we're going to get back into these I am statements. Two most powerful words in the world are I am. What will follow your I am statement? I'm watered. I'm watered by the word of God. I am watered. How many times is somebody, the world wants to go to worry? You go to the word. I am watered, but I'm connected to the true vine. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am, I, he also said, I am the light. And whoever has the light will not walk in darkness. He is my source. He is my provider. He is the alpha. He is the beginning and the end. And I am connected. I am literally grafted onto that tree, onto that vine. Right? I have no intention of losing my direction and listening and causing my head to turn because where the head goes, the body follows. And I will not put up with things and curses that are speaking over myself, over my family, over my church, and over my community. Because of the cross, I am not cursed. So I refuse to turn my ear to that. If I hear it, you know what? The first thing I'm going to do is go to the Word. And I'm going to say, hey, brother, you know what the Word says? I understand. I'm not saying there's no weeds. There's no weeds in the world. But I'm going to go to what the Word says. Let me. I don't want to water the weeds. That's what happens if we tolerate those things. Like uh, Darren said, if you just listen, listen, and somebody just, hey, it, it's, sometimes you need to vent. I understand that. But we are called to build up and encourage one another. Yes, we are called to confess our sins to one another. But don't water the weeds. Water the Word. With the word, water, water the way that the Lord has intended for you with the word. Is this speaking today? I'm fully off my script now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord's doing something. Okay. And then it says, whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person is like that bush in the wasteland. When our hearts turn away from the Lord, we're no longer the tree planted by the river. Its roots go deep. We become a bush instead of a tree. Isn't it interesting that the Bible says you will know a tree by its fruit? You also know a bush by its fruit. Bush doesn't have the same type of fruit that trees do. Some do, but some are pretty prickly. There's a lot of prickly bushes out there, and I can see them in the ditch all over BC. What do they call those? Blackberry bushes? Yeah. At first, they're like, oh, the fruit looks so so wonderful. And then you try to get in there to get in, and you come up scarred. And, and I mean, that's a whole message right there, right? You ever thought, oh, I'm just going to go through that blackberry bush? <laughs> Good luck. That'll be the last time you try that, hey, Rick? Yeah. Anyway, there's bushes, and then there's trees. There's trees that are designed to spread out, to provide shade so that, you know, birds can sit on their branches to benefit others. And I'm not trying to put down all blackberry bushes. I'm just trying to give you an illustration, okay? Blackberry bushes are not evil. That's not what I'm saying. So, but unfortunately, I see a lot of bushes out there that are drawing from doubt and false securities. They are getting burned, and they are in need of hope. They are in need of living water, right? Is there an area in your heart, an area in your heart where you have turned away from the Lord? Is there a part of your heart that you're like, Lord, I'll give you this, but I'll give you that? Is there, you know, can you fill in the, an area in your heart where you're not fully trusting in the Lord with all your heart? Is there an area in the heart where you're leaning on your own understanding and not his? Is there an area? I can guarantee you there's an area. There's something to lay down today. And so I say, Lord, I'm going to lay that at the altar today. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust what your word says. I'm tired of watering it with worry. I'm going to water it with your word today. So what area is that in your heart? 
It's time to, to pivot back to your purpose and remember your calling. It's time to awaken. Wake up. Wake up. It's time to bloom. It's time to excel. It's time to prosper so that you can provide for others. So like the same blessing that was spoken over Abraham that you will claim over your own life, and that is the Lord will make you a blessing. Not just bless you, but make you a blessing. It's time to bloom. Others are waiting on us. Others are waiting on God, and we are his hands and his feet. This is the season God has called great. Say great. Great. That was the word. My wife and I prayed, and we fasted along with other pastors and other people in the church, and the word we got back for this year is great. Just great. Great. Not greater, but great. The Lord is great, and he'll do great and mighty things through you. He is great, but what you receive is what you perceive. So if all you do is draw from doubt, it's really hard to be great. Be anxious about nothing. Worry about nothing. Instead, pray about everything. Make your request known to God. Whatever is godly, loving, true, noble. Meditate on these things. These things. Someone say these things. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. These things. Praise the Lord. We can't become great without God. He must be the source. He must be our center. He must be our seed if we wish to succeed. I... I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the next service, but success is not about stuff. Success is about stewardship. doesn't matter if the Lord gave you one talent, two talents, three talents. What are you going to do with it? Are you just going to bury it in the sand and give it back to him one day, and you're not going to move forward because of fear? Or will you continue to sow the seed? Will you multiply? The whole story is about multiplication, stewardship, faithfulness, what the Lord has given us. That's success. How many more people will come to know Jesus and be discipled because of you, because of the storms that you went through, and because of who you pointed them to? In verse 7, there's, there's the verse, Jeremiah 17, verse 7, but blessed, someone say, but blessed. Oh, thank God that we keep reading on, right? <laughs> Don't stay stuck in your sorrow. <laughs> Read on and you will find your Savior. The very scriptures point to him. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. The next question is, am I blessed or am I burnt? Say, I am blessed. Again, say, I am blessed. A third time, I am blessed. Woo, I'm blessed, I'm not burnt. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Has this verse not been ringing in our ears throughout this whole season? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all ways. Come on. In all ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In all ways. Not in some ways, some days. Whenever it's convenient, your calling is never convenient. I don't know if you've noticed that. In all ways. I'm going to acknowledge him. Man, I'm going to learn to be joyful in every circumstance that comes my way. Ho, oh, in all ways, not just the good days, in all ways. I'm going to acknowledge him, Lord, 
even if I don't see it. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, you are with me. In all ways, I will acknowledge you. That all things work together for good, for me, for you, that love the Lord and call according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. In all ways. Proverbs 28, 26 even tells us that those who trust in themselves are fools. But those who walk in wisdom are safe. If you don't have that in your notes, you should write that down. Well, I'm just going to, the world will tell you to just trust in yourself. Just trust in your, with your heart. Go with your gut. <laughs> well, unless the Holy Spirit is prompting you, the gut sometimes is full of all kinds of stuff that I don't like that comes out in all kinds of gases and smells and, you know, like, well, my gut's saying this. <laughs> well, what's God saying? Ooh, that's a good one. Are you just going to your gut or are you going to God? Oh, my heart's saying I want, well, yeah, it does say the Lord will give you the desires of your heart, but it also says the heart is full of wickedness. Are, will you, are you willing to give up your heart to the Lord? Or are you willing to give up your desires to him? Are you willing to lay that, whatever that thing is, are you willing to lay it down on the altar if it means honoring, serving him and serving others? So is there an area in your life that you've been burnt lately, Vince? Write it down. Where have I been burnt lately? It's okay to have that moment, that authentic moment with yourself. It's good to have vision. Without vision, we perish, where there's no restraint, Proverbs 29, 18. But we also need to face the reality of where we're at so we know the next step of where we're called to be. That makes sense? Sometimes we don't want to deal with the areas that we've been burnt because sometimes we've been burnt and the Lord is saying it's time to forgive. I can't move you forward. I can't forgive you unless you forgive others. Well, Lord, but I'm burnt. You don't think that I went through hell? I stole the, the keys of Hades. You don't think that I didn't take all that off the cross? When I, when I said it was finished, I meant it is finished. I know what it's like. He knows what it's like to feel burnt. But there's nothing that we can't go through that God hasn't already been through or he hasn't already overcome. But we need to lay it down. What does the scripture say? To daily take up our cross and follow him. <laughs> Cast your cares, your, your burdens, your anxiety on him. He offers a real good trade for that. It's not a fair trade. Thank you, Lord. It's not a fair trade. But he offers us to take, to, to, that he says his yoke is light. His burden is light. That's a, but we can't, but we want to walk around with the heaviness and who said, James, and yet expect to be light. But he's like, well, can I take that from you? No, Lord, I need this thing. This is my burden to carry. No, it's not. You cast that one on me. Let me renew your strength so that you can rise up on wings like eagles that you can run and not be weary. Come on, come on. <laughs> the verse says, whose confidence is in him. Confidence is a belief that one can rely on someone or something, a firm trust. Look it up. That's the definition in the dictionary. It's a belief. It's a belief system. Let's be honest. A lot of people don't have a lot of confidence in, in, in authority, in government right now. And so you're looking through the wrong filter. You need to be looking through the filter of your faith. Those that trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in them. A firm trust. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have what? We have this hope as an anchor, boom, to our soul. Firm and secure. 
And if I am a conqueror, my confidence must be in him. Ooh, that's good. If you truly say that you are more than a conqueror, then your confidence needs to be, it's a must. Your confidence must be in Christ. If you're a a conqueror, your confidence must be in Christ. Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through who? Through him who loved us. Is this good? Okay, God is good. Thank you. So where must I trust the Lord more if I wish to triumph over my fears? Is there, oh, this one's easy. Come on. You could probably think of three things that you could write down. Where could you trust the Lord more if you are to triumph? Is it in the area of finances? Is it in the area of your relationship? Is it in the area of your health? Where could you, I know you got, you got a minimum of three men. Write them down. Write them down. Habakkuk 2.2, take the vision down. Write it plain so those who read it can run with it. Write it down. Let's engage. Let's engage today. Don't wait another moment. The Lord's saying, hey, I put, I gave you a message. You had a time to sit, reflect, to write it down, and then to move forward in my word. What did you do with that time? Three things. What are they? And the verses, I love it. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out, say sends out, sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought. It never fails. Say never fails. Never fails to produce fruit. That's verse 8. Last question. Am I planted or am I panicking? If you're panicking, you better check your root system. If you're worrying, you better check your root system because you're not probably planted by the river and the streams of living water. You can say it till you're blue in the face, but if you're constantly panicking and constantly in anxiety, hey, fear not, for the Lord is with you. But look to Philippians 4, 6 to 9. May may that be your indicator and be like, oh, praise God, there's some anxiety coming on. That means I'm supposed to pray. Spend time with you. Woo, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the men's group that I can come to and multiple groups I can come to throughout the week. Brotherhoods that I can do life with these men. And we are much more than a program. We are people over programs. I can do disciple, be discipled, come alongside, armor up, come on every day, come to men's early in the morning and pray and seek God's face. Thank God you're not alone. And he's given you a tribe. Right? Amen. Thank you, Jason. So am I planted or am I panicking? Say I am planted. <laughs> okay, good. I figured by now you guys would figure that out, but that's the, the last point. I am planted, therefore I will not, say I will not, I will not panic. The scripture says it does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. Some of you think, oh, I'm going into a season of fall and I'm, and now my leaves are changing color and I'm going to, I'm going to lose this or lose that in my life. And no, 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 no. Your leaves are always green. Its leaves are always green. A lot of men I've noticed, this is what the Lord put on my heart and I'm one of them, just so you know, I've, I'm, I'm first to admit, a lot of times we'll res- respond out of anger when the root is fear. Anyone else felt that before? Yeah. 
Maybe in your relationships, you're like, where's this anger coming from? You're scared. You're scared of losing something, losing someone. You're scared of messing up. You're scared of looking bad and making others look bad. You're scared of not measuring up. And, and, and remember, our response is still our responsibility. But I've noticed this. We get frustrated. We feel insecure. So we insult or we isolate. Ho. I feel insecure. So what do you do? You isolate or you insult. You put out excuses, excuses for why you're not where you're at or why you won't do what you won't do. You, you attach conditions to your calling. You attach conditions to your relationship when agape love is unconditional. I guess the next question is, am I mean or am I green? <laughs> if you're the Hulk, you're both. <laughs> Right? Oh. But we're not made, but, but were we not men? Were we not made in the image of God? We were made in the image of God. We weren't made in the image of the incredible Hulk. We were made in the image of our Heavenly Father. Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. You could park right on that. It's right there in the word. Male and female. We are created in his image. Philippians 2.8. And being formed in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death to the cross, Jesus. Humility always comes before honor. And we are called to be like Christ. He was the best example. There's no greater example in how we are to live out our lives as followers of him. Hey, how else will others know that we are his disciples but by our love for one another? And that's not a conditional love. Hebrews 12, too. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand and the throne of God. That's where he still is. Your perspective does not change his position. He is still God. He is still Lord. And his promises will always prevail. You know, the final verse that I want to leave with you is actually a test. It is also our, our, our verse to memorize this week. It's Jeremiah 17.10. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according to what their deeds deserve. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just hear David speaking, search my heart, O Lord. Would you stand to your feet, man? Search our heart. We're men that stand on your word today. We're, we're men that have weaknesses, but we're men that also know that our we through our weakness, your strength is made perfect. That's why we stand on your word today. We're men that are willing to admit that we've got things to work on. But we can't do it on our own, Lord. We can't draw from our own strength. We can't even draw from just the influence of others. Mere men, we need to draw from you. We want to be rooted by the river. We want the streams of living water to flow into us and through us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for sending your, uh, your Holy Spirit. 
when you ascended, you, you descended the, the Holy Spirit to come to us. Even you came down to this place and you, you served your time and you're moving even in us and through us through your spirit right now. I, I pray for a refreshing of, of your Holy Spirit on these men this morning. Lord, that they would draw from you, that you would distribute the gifts as needed to each individual. They would draw from you the fruits of the Spirit. They would draw love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, this is the fruit of your, of your promises because we are planted as men planted in your word, planted in your house, and most importantly, planted planted in a relationship with you. Now, man, if there's any of you that are out there today that you'd admit that you're not planted in the right position, that you know your roots could go a lot deeper, that you maybe have been drawing from things that have caused you doubt and even drought in your life. And you need a refreshing tonight. And you just need to come back to him. The scripture tells us if just one comes back to him, that there's a party going on in heaven. And maybe you're watching or you're listening online and you're listening to this podcast right now somewhere in the world. And you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. He is your source. He is the true vine. And if you want to attach yourself to him today, I invite you into relationship with him. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart, if we believe in our heart that God the Father raised his son from the grave and if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. And I want to do that just now. I want to refresh, reunite, realign, or just have that fresh beginning and that new start. If that's you, let's just pray right now. I'm going to ask actually all the men in the house, if you would, just, just pray anyway. Would you pray, even if you prayed this before, would you pray believing there's someone else praying it for the first time or someone else coming back to him and that your words are supporting them, that your words are supporting the calling, that your words are prophetic and are speaking now to souls being changed. Let's just pray together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this day, this day that you have made. Lord, I know that I have sinned, that I have fallen short, and I'm asking for your forgiveness. You see, I believe that you came and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose from the grave three days later. I'm ready to be rooted I'm ready to be planted in the purposes and the plans that you have for me. I choose now to follow you. Would you come into my heart and would you be Lord over my life? In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed this prayer, whether it's for the first time or coming back to him, all eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Would just give me a thumbs up in the rooms and planted, grafted, I'm back. <laughs> awesome. And if you're watching online or you're listening online, the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Would you shoot us a message and, and let us know if that was your decision today? We want to step, in, step into this next um, journey in obedience that I'm going to have the men lift the lid and, and uh, we're going to open it up for baptism.
The Lord had called us a long time ago to go out into all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey his commands, and surely he is with us always. So every time we gather, every time we come together, every time we go, we give an opportunity to take this next step. When you go into the water, it represents when Jesus went into the grave, it says that you are baptized with Christ. When you come up out of the water, it says that you are resurrected with Christ. It's an all-in thing to follow Jesus. It's a powerful thing that happens. No longer will sin have authority over you or where you're going. Will you have struggles? Oh, yeah. Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, but for take heart, for I have overcome the world. This is a step of obedience. This is a step of declaration in front of all the men saying, I'm choosing to follow him. So if that's you as we worship in this final song, just come forward. I'll, I'll be there. And I'd love to step in with you this morning. Let's praise God. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.